the Koi Gig Pod. Tune in and support us, please. <laughs> we need every little bit of support. Um, we might be outnumbered here in Australia, but we can definitely feel the love from back home. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB's The Hurling Pod. With Board Gosh Energy. Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. Welcome back to the second half. We have lost the co-host at halftime. Yeah. Unfortunately. For a good reason. For a very good reason. He's a man who pays his debts, apparently. Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, there's anybody here played a fantasy hurling. So anyone who doesn't know, there was a bit of forfeit. It was actually Skehill that proposed it. So Skehill proposed at the start of the year, she lads, we may put something on it. There has to be something on it. Mm. So he said, we'll do a forfeit at the end. Now, we didn't gonna, decide. He was going to tend someone's sheep, I think was the original plan. And then yeah, he sent me up he was a day's work in someone's house and stuff like that. But anyway, so we decided the other day, we didn't agree on anything. Is he mic'd up? Can you hear us, Gail? I fucking am. <laughs> <laughs> so here's his forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, fair play to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, again, hey, limitations. Someone in the front row gets taken out by a pizza box. A base yeah. pizza box. You don't want the back, no? No. You all right? Show the people. Show the people. Yeah, yeah. Where Get are you? Get the picture. Get it quick. Scale of 1 to 10, scale. How much does this hurt to wear this? Uh, it's actually burning my back. <laughs> <laughs> I look good in blue, don't I? You look all right. I... I I think you look lovely. Yeah. Right. I, sh- I should have put more effort into the hurling, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> is the, pod, the, the actually yeah, fancy yeah. thing. I made Funny part is, that. people are going to watch the YouTube of this tomorrow and go, why is he in a Tipperary jersey? It's probably going to be so out of order. So, you know. And trouble is, there's going to be screenshots put into my club WhatsApp, work WhatsApp. <laughs> and it's, it's, the trouble is, it's here for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's done now. So, it is what it is. Hello, our friends at the Premier Review podcast who called you an ignoramus at one point. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't wrong. <laughs> We've got a great second half So Joe Canley's going to be with us For the preview of the All-Ireland Final We will be giving away a pair of All-Ireland tickets With our quiz at the end of the show as well Where it is going to be Team Murphy against Team Scal. Where James Scal, you have chosen To answer about the New England Patriots I have. He hasn't chosen, did you choose? I did I didn't get a choice Well, there's no one else We're going to ask you questions about than Mikey Butler No alarm for you, no? <laughs> I don't, think the, I don't think the alarm is... The alarm only goes off for me, obviously, then, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll go off again later. It's an incredibly yeah, yeah. annoying siren. I only want I don't, to... Like, I don't know anything about him, like, so... Well, we'll find out. Ish. Yeah. He's lying, he's lying. He knows all about him. He knows what he has for breakfast and his, his fucking star sign and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe his breakfast is one of the questions, but there we go. Nice. Right, that's going to be a little bit later on. Let's introduce our next two special guests onto stage. Limerick legend, Kieran Carey, and former Kilkenny defender, Tommy Welch. So yeah, I, I think this is probably the section where we move a bit more towards the hurling. <laughs> <but laughs> <laughs> they'll agree it's here at some point. At the same time, I reckon there's a few good stories to be had here, Paul. Of Tommy. Well, I have none of them. I've none you, Kieran, don't worry. And Tommy. Oh, sure, look, there's loads on Tommy and Fair. I'm not fucking doing this now. I can't. <laughs> 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 ah, don't worry, he didn't want to talk about the final anyway. No, he didn't. No, no, no. But there is, no, in fairness, like, Sir Tommy, 
like sure, Tommy's a great lad to have in the dressing room now, in fairness. Like, but there was always, we're only chatting about it backstage, like in fairness. We were kind of saying, what old great stories that we have from different days. But um, like I would say to the boys, but 2012 came up. So the Leinster final in 2012. Mm. Obviously we were beaten well. But after that game, in fairness, we did a lot of soul searching. Like we, we watched the game the following evening in Nolan Park. Remember the whole lot of us went in like, and Jesus was rough. We watched the full, the full match. And we're training hard after that, and it just wasn't clicking. And we played Limerick about two two weeks later, I think it was, in the quarterfinal. It didn't really hit the road, hit hit the ground running. You know, it was a bit, little bit messy and stuff. We had a meeting in Carton House the following week on a training weekend, but there was a fight during the Limerick game. Well, a little bit of a scuffle anyway. But Tommy basically kind of reckoned that the forwards didn't back up the other forward that was in the fight. So during the middle, a grenade gets landed in the middle of the meeting. Tommy goes, look at lads, I think what's wrong with us is there's no spirit in the forwards. Like, jeez, there's no heart. One lad got in a fight there. And you could just see Tommy had a head down. We were looking at forwards, like Henry and all these lads, and they were seeding, like, you know, they were going, how can he say this? And Tommy just left it there. Didn't look for a reaction or not and just looked at the ground and that was it. The following day, like, no, you were nearly killed the following day. We had a session, and there was lads tackling everyone. Tommy was getting busted. There was, and Brian just let it on because he said, this is maybe part of the evolution here now. This is part of the, you know, but there was borderline fights, and, but your man was targeted. You were, you were on the ground five or six times in the first half, I'd say. And say in the first 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he went up Richie Power knocked me three times in a minute. <laughs> but you're after then anyway. They said, right, done. Down, down to the pool or to the jacuzzi. And you know if you're ever getting into a batter and you have a cut in you or a sting, <laughs> like, Tommy was there kind of lowering himself into it and inch by inch. And he, said, and he just stopped halfway and he went, we're fucking back. Look who's back now. Sorry, let's. Um, where's on. your Tipperary jersey gone? It's in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or actually, under the dog. <laughs> um, Tommy, you can respond to a claim that's been made by Paul. He says you're the catalyst of crack on a hurling panel. <laughs> ah, no, like, I suppose, I, um, like, the modern game, I suppose, is so focused on, we'll say, gym, diet, um, pre preparation, that every minute of the day you prepare to play. Towards when I came in, Brian Cody said, listen, um, the only thing he wanted to create was a spirit that could not be broken. And listen, that was like music to my ears. That's I love the game, as opposed to, you know, like said Jackie and even yourself, Murph, you did everything to a T in preparation. I loved everything about the game. It wasn't that as such. It was going down and having great crack and train, maybe a laugh afterwards, in the showers, tearing strips. <laughs> 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 I never thought it was true. <laughs> yeah, but on a more serious note, the showers and training are unbelievable. <laughs> because the year, the year after I retired, 2015, back in Tullerone and. You know everything's so intense and that every train is an all-earned final. You don't really get time to prepare because you're just trying to play well in that train and to make, to make the team. But I you know, I was visioned that when I went back in train, I could practice getting better off me right, me left, catching balls, just without focusing on being unbelievable in the game as such. That you didn't have to be at your fittest or at your most fre fresh come training game. So when I'm back anyway, I started training before training, but I started training for about 20 minutes after training. Just hitting balls over the bar, left and right. All the lads would be gone back in, had their showers. Stevie Marr from Tullerone was the best crack in the showers. The laugh was unbelievable. 
And I, you know, I was doing all this preparation for about a month. And I went home, it's not really like this game anymore, as such, you know. Mm. And it just brought home to me, like, what brain said. Like, if you have a spirit in a dressing room or in a team, it beats all. And then you'll win some, you lose some. Like, we won a lot of finals, we lost a lot of finals. But we had unbelievable time, we had a time of our lives. Mm. And most of it was around laughing and joking and messing. And like, in Kilkenny, there's one man, and you would agree, I'd say Murph, the Racker Cody. Yeah, yeah. The Racker Cody comes in this van, there'd be sirens all over the van. <laughs> you know, I'm here, I'm the kit man for Kilkenny. And you would, you'd imagine Brian Cody wouldn't like that. He loved Rackard, because Rackard was the kind of glue between everybody. Yeah. And like, you'd be going in, we'll say, you'd be playing all on Sunday. As you said earlier on, there could be actually 5,000 people looking at. And you get a new hurl off the and star hurlies. You know, great hurls. And, um, you go up to Rackert. Rackert can have a grip. No. Rackert, no, a grip. I got a new hurl there. I learned there Sunday. You're not getting on, pal. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you'd go off there and you wouldn't get the grip. But 10 minutes over, he'd give you a wink and he, there you go, pal, say nothing to the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so that's what he loved. You know, you know. I have a sneaky feeling the Stepford Wives uh, claim by Don Logue wasn't correct then. Like, we've only learned since you guys retired, actually, you were a bit of crack in that team. We were a crack, like, you know, there's no doubt about that. Um, like, I'm thinking Murph, JJ Delaney, Jackie Turl, ah, yeah. Noel Hickey. <laughs> you're going to the beer. These are the first, you know, these lads, you're going on with them because you know it's going to be epic. Yeah. I remember after what the All-Irelands, Jackie was in her rear farm on the nights out like. <laughs> so, I don't know which of the all it was, but I remember getting off the bus on the Monday night saying, I'm just going to follow Jackie, this is going to be the greatest nights of all time. Yeah. And that's what I'd done, and it was unbelievable. And uh, we went up to Henderson's, and, like, and the, the team were going back to Langton's first, for the meal and all that. And I followed Jackie to Tynan's first. Then we went right instead of going left for Langton's up to Henderson's. All these alls and just lads coming down to Jackie and Jackie's able to, isn't he? He yeah, takes yeah. over a place yeah. and brilliant fun. And um, yeah, so I think they were all the catalysts. Were, really. yeah. But you remember, like in fairness, I know we, we, we mentioned it on the pod, was, was 2014, like Marlise was pregnant at the time and it was about day, look, not to, about day three, I suppose, of it. And like we were, you know, wandering around the town, you go into a different pub and, I think it was we're in Billy Burns in Kilkenny and a lad arrived outside with the bus. Nobody rang him and this fella just arrived at the bus and said, listen lads, we'll bring you wherever you want to go. But mm. the problem was at the time was Tommy wasn't out. We were saying, why isn't Tommy out? Like, where is he? Tommy'd love this and lads were going, we're not going anywhere until we get Tommy in. So lads were ringing him and I think you turned off your phone at this stage. You were going, lads, I'm not going out. Marlise is pregnant. I'm not. There's no way. So we went out to your man and we're talking to him. He said, where, where are we going? I said, well, we ended up, we said, we go to Erlingford, we go right up to the border there with Tip, and we'll go to Erlingford anyway, but we're, we're going to go by Tullerone. Now, that's not the way you go to Erlingford, if anyone knows. <laughs> and it was the most winding roads. And imagine three days in now, like, you know, lads weren't, lads weren't the best, like, you know, going out, and these winding roads were coming along. Eventually, up to Tommy's house anyway. See, Tommy was inside, and he was there, he looked out the window, and all you see was this coming out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but he was going to us. Finn was after flushing the, the, the keys of the house down the toilet, wasn't he? Yeah. And, he, and Tommy couldn't get out the window then. Tommy <laughs> <laughs> so there's a photo of us, and it's all of us lined up out the front. And Tommy's out the, win Tommy's out the window. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
But I think the same on, I think Tom, Tommy said to us, in fairness, that day, he was like, listen, I'll follow you on. Was it Connolly's in Tullerone? Is that where it was we went down to? So he said, listen, go down to Connolly's. I'll follow you on in 20 minutes. And I will be down. You're after making this effort. So we went down anyway. And we're watching the match anyway. Tommy burst in the door. Hey, boys, there's no spirit in the forwards. <laughs> 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 so we're like, Tommy's back. That's it. Do you know what jumps out for me, Murph? Times have changed. Maybe with some of the choices. The cut of the M- pants off the boys. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, yeah. Get the photo back up. Here we go. Shefflin, pink. Shefflin was trying to be fashionable then, wasn't he? Like Jackie was fashionable. <laughs> Shefflin tried to be fashionable. He bought pink Joy Hall and mustard pants, like you know. <laughs> and of course, kind of the maroon colour and the mustard had to go together. Ah, it did, yeah. Like Jackie's jeans there, that was tight fit back in there. Now that's regular fit. Now at this stage, <laughs> the rest of the boys are boot cut or half cut. <laughs> <laughs> they look well, I think. Ah, yeah, yeah. Kieran, I would imagine there was a fair amount of crack in the Limerick panel, and I'll tell you why I have a feeling there was. Because Joe Quaid told us half the stories last year and said you were like kind of, you know, almost like his, uh, his soulmate on the panel. The two of you would sit down, have a cigarette with each other even after games. A different time, really. Yeah, and I suppose Joe would be a slightly different character to me. If I was to start telling stories now, we'll, we'll be here for a month. <laughs> but I, I do remember too, and actually Joe was part of it, and it was, I think... Yeah, before the All-Ireland in 1996, I think we, we actually roomed together. And at the time, I, I, I think I was partial to a pint of Guinness. And I, I had myself convinced that I had to get two pints of Guinness into me. Convinced, because I always would have had a pint or two before matches. So, my, myself, so myself and Joe, well, I was pulling Joe into it, actually. We were trying to, how is the best way to navigate it? And I was doing that on one hand, and on the other hand, believe it or not, I was asking Joe to teach me a bit of, a bit of Gaelga for the following day, just, just in case that I might grab it by the two years. <laughs> so, actually, we managed to get uh, two points up, and uh, I think Tom Ryan and uh, the management team were downstairs, and I think they saw, <laughs> saw someone flying by, <laughs> so they were wondering where are these two points going to. But that was only one little story, and, but I do remember one particular night, we were going down to, I think we were preparing for a Munster final. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were heading down, I'd say, for two sessions before it. And the crack in the car on the way down was who was going to hit Galligan a flake? <laughs> so we, we were taking a few bets in the car. And it was down to, my, I think, myself and my cool and who was going to hit him first. And as it turned out, the challenge, I went in with him, I ended up breaking my nose. So. <laughs> So, there are the stories now. I, I'd have a lot of stories now, Will, but they'd probably be slightly inappropriate for tonight's, for tonight's <laughs> audience, to be fair. Uh, did did keep, you watch the first I half? I keep for the book. <laughs> um, I think the first half no one was spared. So, by all means, you know, if you want to ease your way into it, we can yeah. definitely up no, the ante. It's great to be here, great to be invited, you know, and to all the guys here, you know, I would have had serious admiration for all of them individually on the field in their in their own right, and, and even skirting there, you know, because, you know, I was, <laughs> I, was I, I, I can remember. <laughs> Come on, Casey. <laughs> You're on Casey. <laughs> yeah, so I would have had, because, you know, I won my first senior, senior championship, I won, it, I won it in goals, but, uh, you know, definitely nightly, all the boys, you know, you know, when they were all playing, especially this man here. <laughs> Skirtler Skittles. 
not sure if Tommy's going to be able to recover for at least two minutes, so... <laughs> we might just take a little bit of video, which is the aforementioned Joe Quaid talking about Kieran Carey, that run, that point against Clare in 96, and the fallout from it as well. Took the ball out of the air and took off running, and I was in direct line with him. And he was weaving, he looked like he was going to fall over three or four times. Yeah. I suppose no one from Clare could really put in a challenge because it was go probably going to be a foul. And next we saw him going over to his weak side, and I'd say every Limerick player went, oh God, no, <laughs> don't. Because <laughs> Gary, as good an all holler as he was, his weak side, mm, probably seven out of 10, he'd meet him on the meet. Mm. Um, but next one, you can even see by the strike, it kind of looped over the bar. But uh, the, just the, the magnitude of what he did, Joe, was, when somebody came out, it'd normally be the last two into the dressing room and we walked in and we, and we sat down and the players of today will probably cringe at it. We pulled out the fags and we had a fag. <laughs> and uh, sat down and the next minute he took off his boots. And when I say there was no skin left on the sole of his feet, I mean they were raw. Mm -hmm. Because the ground, as James, he will uh, allude to that day, it was concrete. And Carey wore rugby studs in every game he played. The big, long uh, steel rugby studs. So let's say 20, 25 minutes earlier, this man had gone up the field, did what he did with no skin on the soles of his feet. Um, I remember going up to the shores with him after, need his hand on my shoulder, and he was trying to find a bit of skin that wasn't damaged to limp up into the shores. It just, it was phenomenal what he did. Um, I don't think there's too many players um, in the history of the game or that we'll ever play the game again that would be able to do what he did that day. It was, it was phenomenal. Not quite sure. <laughs> Not sure that's what Tommy meant when he said crack in the shower. No. <laughs> I'd say Joe was on Xenix there, was he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'd say, come here, he's kind of right, he's kind of accurate with the Ratman, all right, to be fair. You know, I, I would have had a, I suppose, you know, we'd lend on to the field, but I had an old ritual, you know, about three quarters of an hour before the game, I'd have to have about three or four pulls. So I, I'd kind of go in nice and quietly in my own little corner. It would certainly, and it certainly wouldn't be in the dressing room, I, I'd be a lot more, I'd have a lot more respect for the gang than that. But I'd, I'd have my few little pulls, so he's very accurate there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's telling the truth about, 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 the, about the feet, to be fair, yeah. Well, why did you wear rugby studs? I suppose my mentality would have been, uh, I, when I started off with Limerick, I started off as a corner forward and a half forward. And, you know, if you slipped or slided there, you're kind of, you get away with it. But I kind of learned as a defender, if you slip and slide and the forward's going to get inside you, you're going to be punished. So to counteract that, I, I suppose I went a small bit OTT with the stud, all right, in hindsight. But I, I, I was conscious I didn't want to give that extra percent to the forward. Now, if he did get inside me, I was confident in my legs that I'd get back. But I just didn't want to give him a cheap start by slipping. Mm. So hence the reasons long steel studs, you know, they're a fine, firm grip, especially for the winter. Yeah. But uh, to do it in the summer, hard ground, absolutely madness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, were you tempted by Moldies after that? I was, to be sure, yeah, I did. I got, in, 
I moulded myself into the mouldy cog after that, <laughs> right, after the hard ground, yeah. I did roll it out, but, and, I, and I suppose really, you know, when you're in the heat of the battle like that, you know, sometimes you go into the dressing room, you might have probably need to get a few stitches in the back of the head, finger could be broken, you mightn't even know it in the film, in, in, the, in the match, but when you come in, when the dust settles down and the adrenaline goes, it's then you kind of feel all this kind of pain. And, you know, it was probably there for about three or four weeks afterwards. The other thing I want to let you respond to is Quaid being unfair on saying he was worried when he went on your weaker side to hit the ball. You see, if he's worried, that's his own stuff, really. <laughs> <laughs> but a bit like Tommy, I suppose, really. You know, we all have a good side and a poor side, for want of a better word. And, yeah, I was no different. And similar to Tommy, I suppose, I'd be striking off my weak side on the run and standing up. And how I kind of became confident with it if I stood in the same spot and I could hit it straight up from my weak side now as high as I could and catch it, then I was kind of saying, yeah, it isn't that weak, so. So it took a while, though. Took, and come here, it's like anything else. It took repetition, 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 till I was, till I was actually comfortable at doing it. So for a finish, it wasn't really an issue. Yeah. Um, Murph, I think Canning was looking at clips of Tommy before we came out as well. He was yeah. before the half time. Mostly himself, but yes. Mostly himself, yeah. but yeah. I think there was kind of a frustrated forward in that man, you know. I saw a goal he scored against Tipperary. Tommy. Sure and the point he scored forward. against Cork. <laughs> no, what I mean is, I think, uh, yeah, but I think this is a guy who had the forwards touch about him. Yeah, well, Tommy could have played anywhere. Look, uh, again, it's not... Not like Ollie Canning hitting the bar, if anyone remembers that famous joke where uh, oh, yeah. Skell tried to argue that, was it Ollie was a fantastic hybrid player because he hit the bar once in 96. He hit the bar once in 96. <laughs> That's why he makes him a great hybrid player. <laughs> we actually had to go back and look at that match that he did, in fairness, hit the bar. But no, like, I mean, Tommy was kind of fella, in fairness, um, like, actually, Tommy kind of touched on it there, to be honest. Like, you know, we had lads who'd go into the gym and they'd spend all their time in the gym. We'd other lads spend all their time in the field. And we'd have lads who'd do, they'd finish the beep test. We had lads who actually finished the beep test and they're like three or four boys. And me and Tommy weren't one of them. Like, but <laughs> we had lads that'd do that. And like, they were all great things to have in lads. But I always used to say, like, about Tommy was that you bring all them lads in, all the boys who do the gym and who do the beep test, unbelievable, whoever, stand them all outside and throw a ball down, and Tommy being one of them. Tommy would come out with the ball, and that was kind of always the thing. And we used to have, when I, like even saying it earlier, when I started cornerback with Tommy in front of me, he kind of felt invincible lots of times, because he was so, he'd just run for anything, and he'd kind of make you think, like the, I was behind him for the great catch in 2011. Mm. I remember seeing him going, doing that, and it just revved you up. Like, you know, it's like you had the best seat in the house to, to see something like that. But like, there was a great clip, I remember, a few years ago where it was Watford in the semi-final in 2011. And, like, I, again, I was only a pup coming onto the team at the time. And I won a ball and I went running out past Tommy. And, uh, was that at the hill there? What was that? Was that at the hill? I think it was, yeah. I was coming up past him. And he'd be, just, he'd be nearly commentating and you're going past. Like, so he waved to her and he goes, ah, that's brilliant, Murphy, go on, get up here. <laughs> and like, and you're, run, you're running past him and you can hear him, like, you know. But he'd be commentating on you. And, like, a few nights later... A few nights later, we actually did analysis on the game, and Martin Fogarty was going through the clips. And this was early days analysis. He'd literally click something off the Sunday game, and you know, whatever. But the clip caught me soloing up the line, and here's Tommy, and he's doing all this going off the line. <laughs> but that was the thing, like, you know, and I think it's the biggest compliment I'd say to lads. Like, you know, any player who I played with, and like, absolutely, I'm proud to say I played with the best of them and against the best of them. But like, if you picked out anyone and, you know, threw the ball down the middle, and Tommy was one of them, he'd come out with it. And that was it. But I do remember one time where, we played Bank of Ireland, we played G, and it was the day Michael Rice's stag. Do you remember that? We were going to Limerick, actually, Michael Rice's stag. And we, I was playing for the Defence Forces, he was playing for Bank of Ireland. And I think the two of us were midfielder, you were halfback, we were around each other anyway. 
and there was a play going on anyway, and the referee blew the whistle because it was kind of a bit of a ruck happening. And as I was jogging away, someone pulled on me back. And I turned around and looked, and here was Tommy, he was just standing there like this, looking at me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, did you just hit me? And he was like, what? <laughs> I said, did you hit me? I don't know. <laughs> and like, so we went down anyway, we got down to the stag anyway, to racy stag, and I sat down like nothing had happened. He goes, hey, sorry about that, was me that hit you. <laughs> But like, so you just, Tommy just play, if he's on one team, like if, if whatever team you put him on, he's dying for that team, that's kind of it. Like. Uh, remember we played G, the uh, bank just played the army every year, mm. but um, we were playing down in Nolan Park one day, and Chap Clear was playing for us, Yeah. and Chap was on our panel, say he would have been on the under 21 team that won the under 21 All-Ireland in 0-3, and he was a great character, but a big physical man, and he was brought onto the Kenny Senior uh, team for, for a couple of years, and... You know, he was a physical player, like, and he, again, he was hit man, ball, and all. But we were playing the army one, one day down in Nolan Park in the annual match, and Chap was after knocking down about five army lads. <laughs> and uh, um, there was one of the Galway lads' brother was playing Fee. Oh, it was Andy Peter Smith. Peter Smith, and, and Peter Smith goes up to the referee and he goes, Now, ref, they don't call him Chop's Clear for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all like, No, his name is Chop. <laughs> I think, Will, I think Tommy actually, of all of the ex and present inter-county hurlers, has the distinction of laying a referee out, if my memory's hurt. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed standing, in fairness. Though. And stayed standing, yeah. He was like a bold child that day. I remember, remember when it happened, we were all pushing and shoving, and you just had the hurl at full grip while you were pushing, lads. Which was, the hurl went over. But I remember your face changed as soon as you struck him. But, uh, but Cody told me. Cody, I was beside Cody on the line, and he said, ref has given us nothing. Do something about it. <laughs> 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 there, there, there was one year. There was one year we nearly caused. I, I think we nearly ca- caused a, a crisis of confidence up in Mayo because we, we we double booked Carton House <laughs> with Mayo. But around the same time, we kind of said, lads, there's a lot of there's a lot of free time there over the over the weekend that you know we we'll all come together and we might take a penalty shootout because the, the goals used to be there where you know Everton might come over for a weekend off season and play a bit of soccer. So we said, lads, we'll bring a soccer ball and we'll mm. do a penalty shootout. So the first one we did was 2014 in Carton House and the Mayo football team were up training. We just trained that morning and played a match or something like that. And uh, the Mayo boys did about three sessions that day. Because remember, we thought, yeah, the boys are, we went to the driving range after training. We were like, the Mayo boys are training again, do you know? And then that evening, we went back up. And here were the Mayo boys again. They were doing kind of balance work and different things. And they were throwing balls around and stuff. And we were going up, soccer jerseys on us, going up playing penalty shootout. But what we done is we rang a local kind of uh, electrical supplier and said, listen, you wouldn't supply, because we'd, we'd done something for a few weeks ago, we said, you wouldn't give us a price, like Anton at all, just something small, a toaster, and so Sean, gave, Sean Swan Electrical. Sean Swan Electrical, yeah. Carlo. <laughs> Carlo. Tommy loved him. He used to have these ads on Kenny where he'd, he'd go like, weather's getting sunny out there, great time for a barbecue, and he'd barbecue his um, <laughs> So... But, but, but funnily, funnily enough, the WhatsApp is called, so the Kilkenny WhatsApp to this day is called Swans Electrical. So that's what, uh, <laughs> so there's young lads who get attitude when they go on the panel, they don't know what Swans Electrical is, but that's what it was. But he gave us, what did he give us, an old barbecue? Yeah, well, but you tell that story before, how we fell in love with Sean Swan Electrical was. His, his <laughs> <laughs> he'd come what? on the radio, say, Casey Lauren, he'd go, the weather is great out there today. Do you know what else is, do you know what else is great? Our washing machines. <laughs> 489 euro, I guess we have a washing machine. <laughs> so this is how we got onto it. So we rang him and we told him, listen, our WhatsApp's now after you. Will you give us a prize if you don't mind? If you have something small, it's only for a crack. 
So he gave us one of these tabletop barbecues, just, you know, kind of an 80 euro thing and just whatever. But it was in this red box. So as I was walking up, I started talking to Keith Higgins. He was doing a bit, so I was chatting away to him. But Tommy came in up the field with this red box. But it looked like a slab of Budweiser. Like, I, do, I wasn't thinking that. But next thing, Tommy comes in, hey, and everyone starts cheering anyway. And up we go, penalty shootout. Lads are running around, taking their top off, celebrating. And the Mayo boys are looking at us going, this is our third session today. And the boys, they now thought we were drinking playing a penalty shootout. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I talked to one of the Mayo lads a few days later. Or it was about two or three weeks later. He said, we nearly called the whole thing off. We were looking and going, <laughs> they're playing All-Ireland in two weeks. And, we, and here we are now, throwing balls around and the boys are drinking Budweiser and doing side and tackles. So, geez, we nearly unhinged them that year. <laughs> who were the good penalty takers, Murph? Oh, sure, the, that was the first one we ever did. Have a guess who won it? Sure, fucking Shefflin won it, like, you know. Oh. It's sick in you, like. But he's real safe, like, side foot, like, and all this. <laughs> there was lads going up, thumping the ball, like, what was he wearing? He was wearing, oh, sure, it's just it's sick in you, like, you know. He, uh, we told lads, listen, wear an old jersey for a crack, like. So lads were coming up, an old Del Piero jersey or a Man United jersey. Henry had been over to Arsenal, of course he had, been over to Arsenal a few years previous, and he had a 04 Arsenal Invincibles jersey signed by the full team. And he arrives on, Thierry Henry, all this stuff. I'm sure the revise is going, fuck off, Henry. Yeah. I'm sure he won it then. He won the barbecue. Jays were raging. We wouldn't let him into one after that. <laughs> I don't know. Some guys are just good at everything scale. That's the annoying part, isn't it? Just the air, and even for... <coughs> skirting our scale. Well... Oh, skirting, I think there's potentially skirting a new business for Skettle skirting. It's difficult to say, but, you know... I've been called a lot worse, believe you me. <laughs> even, nice. even in my own house. <laughs> I, don't, I, just, I, I suppose I'm coming at it from an opposition perspective, and uh, I suppose you play against this man, and you have him one side and Jay's other side, and it's quite daunting. When you poke a ball down, this leg catches it, comes back at you, and you poke it again, and it's just continuous. That was the day when there was no sharp ball. So you had no option but to keep lumping it, and these guys keep coming with it. So we, we actually went on a tour, uh, it was an 11s. Do you remember the Super 11s? We went to mm, uh, Chicago, Chicago one year, and it was Munster versus Leinster. So I was obviously with the Leinster team, and we had a dinner, collective dinner, Munster and Leinster together, and Don Logue was involved with Munster, and the GPA more so. So he said uh, that evening when we arrived in Chicago, look, that were you know, this is a serious event, we're showcasing our game, you know, you're, you're the ambassadors, etc., etc. so I want you all to go home, into your rooms, uh, you know, and be, you, you know where this is going, and uh, <laughs> be prim and proper for tomorrow when we go at a training session. So I was walking over, and then Tommy goes, hey, big man, come over here, he says. <laughs> I said, right, I, these, these lads are actually, and I, I will admit it, they were heroes of mine growing up, right? And I was saying, geez, this is a no good of information. He says, you're with us, he said. So, Fast forward five hours later, I'm in a round mangled with Jackie Tyrrell and JJ Delaney <laughs> and Tommy Walsh. And he comes over, I love the crack, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and we won. Was this the time you went on the piss with the American students? Or was that a different tour? Yes. Um, Tommy just nods. <laughs> He's given me permission you can to say it. You can tell it. I, I think they were, were lacrosse players, were they? The cross, yeah. Okay. There was, there was a cross team. Uh, it was played in Notre Dame. Fran Parity. Fran Parity. But we, we went to this. We went to like a college game. It was Notre Dame versus USC. High rivalry. And after the, we did like a, I suppose maybe it was a photo shoot with the cross team, because it was obviously the closest sport. And they said, hey, give us a shout when after the game, and we'll, we'll show you a good time. So that was fine. Uh, the showers. The showers. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, rub the hands. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we went to this pub after it was right beside the stadium called the Linebacker. And so I, I came on the I came on the boys and they were in this big black Cadillac Escalade, if you remember. They were rich boys, like you know. And so we all bowled into this thing and we turned up to this house, a big massive house, and we rock into this door and your man just literally it was silence, there was no action. Picks up the foghorn, like a foghorn inside the house, yeah. And just goes like that. And within minutes it was crazy. <laughs> like cra crazy stuff. Like and I, I can't say what what's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say it was a good time. And I had even higher respect for the Kikini boys after. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, needless to say, if you feel you can't tell a story on this night, it probably is best not told. No, I won't say it, yeah. Given your what happens in the, the mile stays in the mile. <laughs> I'll plead the fifth. OTB's The Hurling Pod. With Board Gosh Energy. Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship.